You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. What does being a business owner mean to you? There's a lot of talk about businesses, business ownership, CEO, um, all those things. But what does it actually mean for you? For a lot of the business owners that I speak with, some of them want to be a hands-on business owner where they are doing a lot of things, a lot of activities in the business. Others are just really wanting to have a machine run while they do other things that they enjoy, right? And some people are a, little, a mixture of both. So they want to do a little bit of something in the business, but only the things that they enjoy. And then they want to work on some parts of the business or delegate the rest of that out, right? So they're working on some parts, delegating the rest of it out. So what does that look like for you? One of the things about being a business owner, some of the shifts that you'll need to make. One concerns itself with your vision and how you're aligning your vision in your business. What that means is, you know that vision that you have in your head and in your mind, in your heart, you need to have that, but share that with your team. A lot of owners will not share that with their team members thinking that they are, they're they're really not going to, they're going to ruin that vision. Some people, some owners will share all of the vision with the team and just expect them to really and truly embody it. And the reality of that is not a lot of your people are going to be on the same page when it comes to how your vision is supposed to be. Your vision is your responsibility. You've heard that from me multiple times in in everything that I do here. It's not up to them to realize your dream. So if you are running a business, starting a business, growing a business, that vision that you have is yours and yours alone, but you get to Bring people along if they so choose and if they want to stay. But whatever vision that you have, you get to share it with your team as you grow. And it will help you really align. Your people will help you align your vision with the things that are running in your business. So everything that you do in your business should be aligned with your vision. So when you're looking at your data, your metrics, your strategies, your services, your products, your whatever, you have to ask yourself, is it in alignment with how I want to run this business? Is it in alignment with, you know, how this business is going to run with how I want to serve my clients or my customers or whatnot? That vision that you have is going to be the driving factor for the most part of how you run and service your customers and run your business and internally and externally. So does your team understand your mission, your vision, your values, your purpose? Do they understand what they're, you know, here for? Have you shared what type of clients that you want to work with? Have you shared what type of uh, services you want to provide or how you want people to see your, your company, right? So again, all those activities, all those metrics, all the data that you're reviewing is, is it in alignment with what you want? So if your goal, for example, um, is, in, is to have a large community to promote your efforts or um, maybe your social media activities and whatever promotions that you have going on, 
if your goal is to have a large community so you can kind of filter through your community with those things, or is that in alignment with what you want? Is the content that you're putting out there in alignment with your mission, your vision, your, your vision, your values, your purpose? Is it? And if not, then it's not something that you want to include in your ecosystem. So that's one of those things you need to think about when you're creating all of your services and products and whatnot. Next, when you are shifting from an employee to a business owner, right, and and becoming more of a CEO, and you can call it whatever title that you like, but CEO, business owner, sometimes those things are interchangeable here. You're going to want to build your dream team. The reality is that no one reaches the top by themselves. No one here is by themselves when it comes to building something. The team that you create is going to help you fill the gaps of where you lie. So maybe you are not adept at, um, you know, running your books or reviewing your profit and loss statement. You That's where you find an expert or someone to help you to explain to you what this actually means, what these numbers actually mean, right? Your team is going to help you build those systems that does not require your every involvement. So the dream team that you're building is going to help you do those things that you don't want to do, that you don't like doing, you don't enjoy doing, right? You get people who are better than you and to do those things that you don't want to do or just don't like to do, even if you are somewhat good at it. A lot of times people will be afraid to delegate some of that work out, but you have to trust your people to do the thing for you. Otherwise, you're not going to have a way for you to grow. You're going to have somebody in the company that just... um is, is frustrated or don't want to be there because they're not given enough opportunities to grow. So your job as a CEO, part of it is not just to build them, but give your team opportunities to grow as well. And again, when you are looking for people for your team, they don't need to be another you. They don't need to have all the same skill sets that you have or the same background that you have, but they do need to be skilled at what you were hoping this position is going to be, right? So if it's somebody who needs to be very detailed um, and and works well with like re- a large amount of data, then you're going to need somebody who's who can factor that in, who can actually do that. And if you're not that type of person, you don't want another you. You want somebody else that's going to be able to look through that information, organize it, um, compartmentalize it, and fix it in such a way that it makes sense for you and them and maybe your entire team. So keep that in mind. But if you're looking for what to look for when hiring somebody, I did a segment on, uh, it's called Your First Hire, which covers some of those things you should look for when you are hiring somebody um, to help you, and it'll help you identify your needs and um, when and where you can find your first person. But if you are solo right now, your first hire is somebody to help get some of that stuff off your plate, right? If you are someone who has a business and already a couple of team members, then Ask yourself if they are a good fit for your your, your business. Culturally, um, do they have the right attitude? You can always hire for skill set, but your, your attitude is going to make the most of the position. So they can have a poor attitude, but great, great work ethic. Or they can have a great attitude and you can encourage them to increase their skill set, right? So... Thing number two is about building a team that's going to help you grow because no one reaches success by themselves. Next, as the, you know, transitioning into a CEO, you're talking about understanding your customers best. So here's what I mean by that. As a CEO, 
your your competition doesn't really matter, right? It does not matter when you know your, what your customer wants. And that means getting to know them on as deep a level as you possibly can. And that's going to require you to do some research, uh, survey your potential customer, experiment with different services and products and programs, and just test. You're going to be doing a lot of testing. You're going to be doing a lot of connecting and understanding and having conversations with your potential customers. And so a lot of owners don't do that. But once you know what your needs are, what their needs are, what they actually want, their desires, their struggles, their outcomes, their pain points, their challenges, you can not only market to that, but you can give them exactly what you need. And then they're going to be coming to you for what they want and what they need a solution for. So in that way, your competition is not going to matter when they're all coming to you anyway. And there's always this, I I speak to so many people about this, but you're not looking to conquer an entire nation. You're looking to conquer a subset of it. So conquer your local area first before you decide to go out into the world. And I want to be a business owner. I want all the clients. Truth is, you don't want all the clients. You want the best of your clients. So the ones with the right attitude, the ones that's going to pay the money that you ask for, the ones that's not going to argue you down over little details or just have an understanding you know, attitude if something should go left, you know, temporarily. So you know who you would like to work with. Those are the type of people that you're looking for, but you have to understand who they are first in order to market to them to get them to you. So understanding your customers, do some research, some research and development. Um, And that might mean, you know, reading up on the type of customer that you're looking for. Um, again, people, we create those client avatars for a reason. So you're creating the avatars based off of the information that, you know, I'll do, I think I'll do another segment on, um, creating your client avatar a little later, but, um, this is where it comes into knowing who they are, what they like, enjoy where you can find them, all those other things. But as a transitioning CEO from employee to CEO, you need to understand your customer best. So your team members will likely know something about your ideal client, but it's not the same thing as you understanding it. So your unless you have a marketing agency and they're helping you do that one way or another, they're still going to look for you for information about who your ideal client and customer is. So you having that information puts you in a better better position to create the things that you need for your customer to have and how to market to them. So the agency can do the marketing, but you need to understand that. So next, you're going to be creating an engine that runs without you. So (laughs) this goes back to what do you actually want as a business owner and what does being a business owner look like to you? And so at the beginning of this, I started off asking you the question, what does it look like for you? Right. And some people want to have a more hands-on approach. Other people would like to have a mixture of some hands-on approach, doing things that they love, and then others are like, I just need this thing to make the money so I can go do whatever else that I want to do. Some people are like that. But whatever it is, your business should not be dependent on you doing all of the work. Okay. So you should not be the one writing all the content. Maybe you are the one, you know, recording yourself a video because nobody else can replace you doing that. But maybe you're just recording the video and then sending out the rest. But it should not be you recording the video, editing the video, writing the content for the video, then creating social media posts for and uploading it online and and all those other things and repurposing it, right? Get somebody else to do that. 
That's why building that dream team is going to help you grow in the way that you are looking for, right? And not only that, your team, like I said earlier, is going to help you build that engine. It's going to, you get the right people in the right position. Those people will help you build the empire or or small business that you're looking for. And it doesn't have to be you who, who creates the system or the whatever else, but they can help you do that. Right. So it doesn't have to be you who's creating all of these things. But once you've created that that uh, system, that engine, it gives you the freedom and flexibility to do all the other things that you want to do. Um, there was a client that I worked with uh, a few years back who decided that she wanted to take a vacation and she was not able to take vacation for well over seven years, I believe it was. but. After she was able to put people in place, get systems in place, she took a three week, no, two and a half week vacation in like Mexico or somewhere. It was one of the first vacations she was able to take after realizing and understanding that her people didn't actually need her as much as she thought they did. So the realization came about when she had gotten sick for a few days or so, but and then she had to take a couple of days off and she was worried that all this work was going to pile up. And then when she got back, it was like nothing changed. <laughs> it was like she wasn't there. So she was really surprised. And that was one of the key factors of her understanding that my I my people don't really need me. And I've created this thing that runs without me. That is what gives you that freedom and flexibility to go do other things. So you want to create something that is not dependent on you doing all of the work. And I want you to ask yourself, what do you actually enjoy doing in your business? A lot of us got into starting a business because it's something that we enjoy. And then we happened, we had to figure out how to make this into a business um, that would give us the income and the freedom and the flexibility and everything that we desired. But most people learned in the journey that I don't want to be a business owner. (laughs) This is a lot of work. This is a lot of things I have to know or do or whatever, but it became more of a process than fun. It became more business than fun. The thing that they started the business for. So if you were crafting and now you have crafting cards or shirts or whatever it is, then you wanted to turn that into a business because you enjoyed it so much. You didn't realize there's a lot of key components that goes into making it run successfully and consistently and generating the income that you want. Right. So if that is what you enjoy, figure out what it is that you want to do in the business and then create systems and people around that or hire people and create systems around that. So stepping into a CEO role, one of those things um, that makes you more of a business owner is doing higher level marketing activities. So my question for you here is what activity can you focus on? What high level marketing activity can you focus on? So for example, with this, it's about, let's say you enjoy doing videos or Facebook lives or um, writing, right? Those are things that you want to do that still generates clients in a way, they are in a more longer term strategy, right? Creating videos and sometimes social engagement and whatnot. But let's say 
you have a team, you have, you know, a couple of people on, on your team, your business is growing, you have clients coming in the door, your true CEO role is focusing on how to get either higher level clients that can pay you more money or activities that can get you in front of larger groups of your ideal audience. So that might mean networking in larger groups. That might mean more speaking events, right? It's a higher level marketing activity uh, as opposed to uh, creating social media posts or connect calls or um, writing blog posts, right? You have to create a lot of that content to generate a lot of interest. But if you are stepping in front of crowds of people, it's very different, very, very different than creating a social media post. So what high-level marketing activities can you focus on? And you get to do that when everything else in your business is consistent and frequent, is generating enough clients coming in the door. If you are not there yet, if you are just uh, either getting started or have been in business only a few years and your lead generation is kind of like a roller coaster, then you want to focus on getting consistent leads in the door first before you look at um, some higher level activities, unless or until that higher level activity brings you tons of leads at a time. So for example, let's say every time you do a speaking event, maybe you do one a month or once or one or twice a month, um, and it gets you in front of 30, 40 people, however many people at a time. And every time you do one of these things, you're looking at five people, five interested leads, and maybe uh, three clients out of it. And but those three clients are at three thousand apiece, and that still makes your monthly income. Then yes, do that. But focus on activities that's going to get you results, and um, that'll help you get to where you need to be in that. But you'll be able to transition to a higher level activity instead of focusing on the things that you think you you need to do. So you can do fun things, right? I know um, someone now who decided that she was at a point in her business where. She wanted to do more community events, and that's what she started doing. And she started becoming known in her market about this is who I am. And that was her higher level uh, marketing activity. She began focusing and networking with other people in the community, and she just became the known go-to person for her area. So that was it. So let's recap. So stepping into a CEO role, the true business owner role, means that you are aligning your vision with the business and making sure your team knows it, okay? And next, you're building a team that can help you grow. You're getting people in place. You're focusing on getting people in place that can help you. Um, They don't need to be you at all. In fact, they need to be better than you. Always hire up, never hire below you. And next, you are understanding your customer best. The more you understand your customer is the more you can give them what they want. And all the customer wants is a solution to their problem. And if you can help them, that's all they really need. That's what they're looking for. So if you can do that in the best possible way, you've got them. They are yours. They're loyal. That's how you build loyal customers. Next, you are creating an engine that runs without you, where you don't need to be there every day. And how many complaints, remember when you were an employee and you were working nine to five and sometimes there were hours uh, that you worked over time and you're like, this is for the birds and <laughs> you're like, I'm over it. I'm tired. I don't feel like working. Um, now, as a CEO, you get to 
change your schedule and create whatever you want when you have a business that runs without you. So maybe you don't start at seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning. Maybe you come in at 11 and leave it too. Maybe that's what your schedule looks like, but you can create something that is not dependent solely on you. Okay. And then next is focusing on higher level marketing activities. Doing the fun things, doing the things that you enjoy that will get you wherever you want to be, right? So maybe it's the next level up, right? So those are the few things that we talked about that can help you really think about what it means to transition into the CEO. These are higher level activities and, and thought process. So instead of you working consistently in the business where you are creating the content or creating the systems or the processes and working on um, the, the the very the, the details of the business, you are thinking and brainstorming about how is everything coming together from a 30,000 foot view, right? You have a bird's eye view of your business and you're making sure that everything that's working in there is working together. Everything is working together. And then you get to ask, is it in alignment with how I want to run this business? Is the data that you're looking at, is it in alignment with how I, where I want this business to go. So you get to, you get to review that and nurture that and, you know, add water to your growing garden here, but that's it. So these are just some of the things about uh, what it means to step into a CEO role and look at your business. So it's not just the work, it's reviewing your reports, meeting frequently. It is meeting frequently with the people in your team and your experts and all those things to make sure that you're still going in the same direction that you want to go. So what does a CEO mean to you? I would love to know your thoughts. Until then, enjoy the balance of your day. Go be great and take care. And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society you live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.